This is Bridges of Hope with your host, John Matuthler, a renowned motivational speaker and cultural intelligence coach, facilitator, and bridge builder. This is Bridges of Hope, building bridges that connects destinies. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have Pastor John Matuchle and his wonderful wife, Cecilia, with us again today, where we are going to continue our conversations on healing after divorce. Um, we've had such good um, feedback after last time's session with the insights from a spiritual level, from the yeah. way you you guys gave us information, revelation knowledge, and just, you know, a safe space to talk about things um, that that goes with divorces. These are not yeah. normally the yeah. things that you either get told in an attorney's office. It might not also be things that you get told in your church office, in your minister's office. This is on a human level with a spiritual yeah. and a, a, just a human focus as well. But what mm-hmm. is God's heart in terms yeah. of restoration after divorce and the, mm-hmm. yeah, just the practicalities of how to think yeah. healthy about a mm-hmm. divorce, how to get your mm-hmm. mindset aligned to the mind of Christ, although you've been through a divorce. And hopefully yeah. we can also talk to people contemplating divorce or thinking yeah. about divorce and to really understand mm. the complexities of it. So thank mm. you for your time. Thank you for everyone attending, all the listeners, um, the people that are attending on the webinar. Thank you for your yeah. time. We really appreciate you, Fred, for being our administrator and our host. We just want to thank you on my behalf as well, Melanie van Aswegen, an attorney in private practice, really passionate about your God's work and restoration within a broken society. We all welcome you, and we just want to say thank you for your time. And I'm going to give over to Pastor John just maybe to recap a little bit on last time and then what we are going to do in the session, and then we let the spirit flow. Thank you so much, Melanie. Um, It's always a great honor and pleasure to be able to to share with 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 our brothers and sisters and especially me and, and my wife um we also sharing from a very personal level so it's 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 really a privilege for us that we can our story and our journey can also become a a, a healing for those who are in need but maybe before we start i just want to open up with prayer and just to submit everything before the lord if that is okay Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for today, and we thank you, Lord, for all the good gifts of life, Lord, and the gift of of time, especially the, the, the preciousness of time that we can share things that matters in life. Thank you, Lord, and we know that we're living in a very busy uh, busy times, Lord, and Sometimes we overlook the, the most important things that we need to just to pause and to to reflect on these matters. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for Milani and thank you for Freak and thank you for Victoria and also for Cecilia, that we can be part of this conversation. But also, Lord, there are so many people that will be listening in and Lord, later on also receiving the recording. We pray that, Lord, this will be um, um, a blessing, that it will be an antidote of healing for those that need healing, Lord, and that you can give hope through these conversations. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Yes, um, I think we, we've been looking forward to, to this session. We actually had a lot of fun the last time we... We started with our first episode on, you know, um, how do we get um, healing from the wound of divorce? And um, we 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 really felt when we started uh, to also start by, you know, looking at the spiritual wound, which for me was the most important one, because you know a lot of people want to. Um, to deal with personal wound that is caused by a divorce and they want to deal with the public wound and, and, and other, other issues that comes with the divorce, but we overlook the spiritual wound. Um, this really doesn't matter whether you are, um, a, a believer or a non-believer. 
Um, but the fact and the truth is that marriage belongs to God. It's God who created the the marriage, and it is sacred. It is it is it is divine. It is God's idea. It's not man's idea. And you know, if you are given something so precious, and it breaks into your hand, um, you've got a sense of accountability to the one that has actually um, offered that or gave that. So in, in, in a short way, we are actually stewards. We are stewards of relationships that God gives to us, especially the relationship in, in, in marriage. And we, we spoke about the, the spiritual wound, uh, how important it is to acknowledge, first of all, that, um, you know, divorce dishonors God. And I mean, we can, we can, we can have a debate, so many debate around that. But the fact of the matter is that divorce doesn't only affect me and my wife or the children or their friends or extended family, but it actually affects my relationship with God. Because first of all, it's not, it's not us who offered the marriage. It's not our families, our extended families who offered marriage. It's not our friends who offered marriage, but the offer of marriage is God. And for me, it's very important that one needs to pause and say, you know, this has happened, and how do I make it right with God? And we shared about, Milani, you remember, we shared about how do we make it right with God? Because, you know, um, you can't you can't go back. You can't make it actually completely right by going back to the marriage because of, you know, um, different reasons why you, you got out of the marriage. But one needs to acknowledge that you have actually broken or you were part of the breaking of something that is so precious before God. It doesn't really matter if it is you who started or who pressed the red button, as we mentioned it the last time, you know, you, you divorce, you've got, you've got a green button and you've got a red button. It really doesn't matter. But to come before the Lord and say, God, uh, I take a full responsibility because it takes two to tango in a, in a marriage. I don't believe that, you know, it's only one person who breaks the marriage. I believe that, you know, we all have a part unless, you know, somebody is surprised and everything was going well. And the next morning somebody said, you know what, I want to leave. But in, 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 in practically in most marriages, there is a process. Divorce doesn't actually start when two people decide to divorce. You know, there are issues that are piling up and are not attended. And, and you know, people don't really um, are sensitive to one another. So it eventually comes to a place where people say, you know what, one person will, will go and will press that, that, red, part, that red button. And, 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 and I believe it is important to acknowledge and to take an ownership to say, God, I actually owe it to you. Forgive me, because that's where we actually start, to ask for forgiveness to God and ask God to forgive us. And the, the way we do that is through repentance, by coming back to God. Because remember, when you go through a divorce, your relationship with God is questioned. You don't really know how God feels about what is happening. Yes, you might know the scriptures. You might quote few scriptures about the divorce. But at that moment, you are very confused. You don't know how God feels about it. And the enemy comes and he starts to whisper in your, in your ear. And your relationship with God, I've seen a lot of people who went through a divorce, that the divorce actually drove them away from God. Uh, so so far that so many people, um, some of them, you know, um, had to go back to consulting 
um, of Sangomas. I mean, in terms of where I'm coming from in, in our community. And some people go as far as, you know, going back to their old ways, you know, in drugs, in alcohol abuse, and all those things that are, they exacerbate the pain and, 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 you know, they make the wound to be even worse. But when somebody comes and acknowledges that something in the spirit has been, has been broken and you take ownership of that, that is the most important wound to heal. Because if that wound in the spirit is healed, then all the other wounds will be easy for them to, to be healed. And, and, and this is what we have actually experienced in our own work with God. When we went through a divorce, uh, we realized that the enemy was after our relationship personal relationship with God, you know. Uh, the devil was after my relationship, and he wanted to get me off the road. He wanted to get me away from the will of God. I knew that I had a calling of God upon my life, and I knew that a divorce was not the end of the calling of God upon my life. But it was. there was a time that it was so difficult um, to really embrace my calling because I was questioning my standing with God. I was questioning um, my relationship with God. And I was even at some point even, you know, um, blaming God for some of these things. Why didn't you stop me? Why didn't you show me? Why didn't you stop the whole thing from happening? And, and you know, the enemy takes you on that roller coaster kind of emotions and I had to stop and say, but God is not at fault here. It is not the, the responsibility of God to make right. I am the one that needs to own up. And I am actually the one who, is, who, who actually um, sinned against God. I mean, we need to put it like that. You know, I'm the one who sinned against God. I'm the one who broke the covenant. Doesn't matter what my reasons were. Doesn't matter what was happening. But I am the one who pulled out, out the plug. And the moment I felt a sense of making it right with God, that's where my spiritual wound began to heal. Because as I come before the Lord and I come broken before the Lord, I open my heart and I lay it before God. I allow him to begin to restore me. Isn't it what, we, what, we, what this is all about? Restoration. But how do you receive that restoration? You receive that restoration by yielding to God. Stop fighting with God. Stop you know, trying to push it, uh, to push it under the carpet, come into the presence of God, because the Bible says we do have the right to come into the presence of God as the as children of God. His heart is to hear, is to hear us. His heart is to it, it really goes out for us. And when I began to do that, I started to experience a healing taking place. The shame that an enemy wanted to use to, to lay upon me started to leave. Because, you know, when you come to, before the Lord and you open your heart and you begin to receive that healing, that shame will not, healing and shame will not stay in one place. Something must make way. And that's where I started to grow um, even in my relationship with God, of course, this doesn't happen in one day because you really need to, you need to embrace the moment. You need to embrace the journey that you are taking with God. And sometimes, you know, some other days um, um, the, it becomes very difficult, but as you, as you kept, as you keep on, uh, on the faith that you have, that God is here, God is with me and his heart is to restore me, he finally lifts you up.
and i've seen how 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 important that is that if you allow god to heal you spiritually then it becomes much easier to 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 begin to heal on a personal level but the mistake that we do we 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 want to fix the things between me and and you know the partner before we fix things before uh, between me and god john if i can just ask you a question yeah how do you restore that open relationship going to god and saying that i i beg your forgiveness father if you are still struggling with the emotions so if you can give a little bit of advice to people that might still be stuck mm. in angry at the spouse mode or i feel too bad and shameful to go to god how do we deal with the emotions keeping us away from having this intimate conversation with god before we get to the asking forgiveness part because that's where i think a lot of people get mm. stuck is the the emotional the emotional part of it getting stuck in your emotions that whole mindset of i'm still angry yeah. how can i ask for forgiveness if if he did this and this and that how why is it on me the the anger the resentment that will yeah. cool. how how do people get out of that because it's now that i'm out mm. of it and i understand yeah it was so simple i wish i did it earlier i wish i just had yeah. you know the epiphany because it would have saved me probably years of a distorted mm-hmm. relationship with god mm-hmm. how do we get people out of the emotion to that intimacy place with god if they are still mm-hmm. struggling with the, the the divorce emotions if it's still so raw yeah yeah uh, that 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 is not an easy part i agree with you milani it's not an easy part because remember um we are also emotional beings and you know when those emotion takes over especially the 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 painful emotions that comes um from the divorce it can be very overwhelming and 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 it makes it very difficult um for you also to see um some truths and to be able to walk into a place where you can be you can say you know what i can separate the emotions and and you know the facts and what i need to do but that's where you know faith comes in because i mean our relationship with god um before it becomes emotional is actually uh, a faith relationship isn't it um we 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 enter into a relationship with god through faith i mean you hear the word and sometimes you don't even have the emotions you don't love what you hear <laughs> um you don't like what what the word is saying but by faith you step in and you say god i want to get into this relationship and as you step by faith then the emotions follows and i think even in that in that space where the emotions are very high um if you are the child of god and you know god and you know the word of god especially if you are a believer i mean if you are not a believer then you need somebody actually to to lead you and to help you into that process where you can you can learn how to honor god um in 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 that situation but if you are a child of god um you need to step in by faith because i can promise you the enemy is not going to make it easy for you to to because remember when you go through that emotions is is almost like you become numb even even spiritually you become really numb you don't have those goosebumps that you used to have about god uh, you know when you pray you don't hear you know those sensations through your through your emotions it's really like very empty and that is the time where faith actually plays a major role i would say Uh, because this is at least this is what i felt when i had to come into that place i had to take a step by faith what does the bible say about this situation what does the bible say about the divorce and based on what the bible says about divorce i took a step of faith because that step of faith is also a step of obedience 
to say what does the bible says about the divorce is it is it something that honors god is it something that dishonors god yes of course it's something that dishonors god so what are you going to do about it john here you are you find yourself in this place you can't go back you can't make it right in any way what are you going to do about it then you step in by faith asking for forgiveness and asking god to restore you that is an act of faith and as you walk in that faith then you start to feel it even in your emotions that connection is beginning to to be restored and that's why i said of course it's not a a one day thing you know it's not something that you do today and then you feel like you know what i'm actually i'm ready for it me and god are all right but it's actually a journey and it also helps to have somebody a brother or a sister in 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 faith that you can walk with and i've seen that god has really been so faithful that when people go through that terrible situation of divorce it's almost like god has already planted people strategically for that moment and people that will walk the road with you it might not be the people that you were expecting that they will be there and they will support you and they will encourage you but i've seen that god is so faithful and we'll, we're going to talk about it you know how how does god feel about somebody who is divorced you know and 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 i've seen that that is the love and the faithfulness of god where god will plant people in your life at the right time to be able to walk that road with you and to pray with you and to encourage you and to speak life into that situation that you find yourself so if if i answer that question milani i think um of course i mean um you're going to have the emotions um and you're not going to wait until the emotions are not there because god is part of the healing and that's why for me that's where you actually start god is the, is part of the healing um it's not time that is 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 part of the healing a lot of people say time heals i i i accept it and i i i'm i'm not i'm not uh, you know disagreeing with it but i'm saying is god who uses time and as we walk with god through the timing that god is is putting us in then we receive that healing so it's not it's not actually the time that heals but is god who heals in time that's so beautifully said thank you and and the thing that just popped up for me is the first yeah. thing that you forget when going through a divorce and that is actually that nothing can separate you from god's love come on and that come message on. is i think very strong that we need to yeah. tell people that there's nothing you can do and not even your divorce can keep yeah. you away from God's love because that is where the lie from Satan comes in and he's trying to bring that breach. Yeah. If we yeah. can just tell this one message to people today that even even though you're going through a divorce or divorce happened to you or is part of your story yeah. it does yeah. not define or disqualifies you from the love of God for you. Amen. That relationship Amen. is still strong and that's Amen. why you can go to the father and sit with him and cry because his heart is equally broken to yours but to understand that you you did not disappoint him to the point where you are now exiled yeah. out yeah. of the garden of eden yeah. and i think that's where satan wants us he wants to take us out of intimacy with god and Definitely. just by hearing you say that that despite the emotions and the condemnation and whatever you think and yeah. all of this turmoil the bottom line is you are in a covenant relationship with god come on and he on. is going to love you for even sure. he wants to heal you but his love will not be separated from you despite Amen. that and i think that's important and in that mindset just take it take it to god and have this conversation about repentance and and sorry lord i i broke and i dishonored you in the divorce yeah. but yeah. it's understanding it's in an intimacy relationship that can't be broken so thank Definitely. you john Definitely. I think we've clarified that issue and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it hopefully will open up the yeah. um the ease that people can go back to God with yes. this thing. Yes. I like the same Melanie that you know the Bible says God 
hates divorce. You know, he hates it for a couple of reasons, um, for the pain that it inflicts on his precious children, um, you know, men and husband, uh, wife and husband, and even for the children. But also remember, um, you know, the marriage is actually a symbol. Our marriage is a symbol of the greatest uh, marriage and most divine marriage between Christ and his church. And, you know, if you are, if you are given a responsibility to demonstrate how it's going to be, um, that is a huge responsibility. You know, I always say to people, when you get married, um, you don't only get married for fun, but you are actually mirroring what is to come. Your marriage is prophetic of what is to come between, you know, Christ and his church. But I also like the saying that even though God hates divorce, but God loves divorced people. Amen. God loves divorced people. And you are spot on the love of God for us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that is the reason why God has made a provision for restoration to take place. Because imagine if God was this hard father, you know, and he didn't love unconditionally. I mean, um, with, with, with all the mistakes that we do, I don't think there would be anybody that will survive his wrath. And, and that is something that is so important that for people who have been through a divorce, that they need to know that nothing will take the love of God. You know, I mean, I mean the Bible says he loved us even before we loved him. You know, when you read in the book of Psalms, he says he's close to those who are brokenhearted and his heart is to is to mend and to heal the brokenhearted. And that is what draws God. You know, that's 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 what draws heaven into your pain. Where there is pain, God will always be there seeking to bring healing and to bring restoration. And God, with his wisdom and with his grace, he knows that we will go through this stuff, you know. And I know, you know, especially in the in the in the church, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know what, um, when you go through a divorce, it's like, you know, God is angry and 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 you know, it's like the end of everything. Yes, I mean, divorce destroys dreams, divorce de- destroys hopes. You know, people have plans and they have hope. Nobody gets married, get married to be divorced. Nobody plans the divorce. That's why you've got a lot of teachings that teaches people how to get married and how to find a suitable partner and all those things. But you never find a teaching on how to get a divorce. And there will never be a teaching like that because, I mean, nobody plans the divorce. But when it happens... Because we're living in a broken world, we're bringing, we're living a broken life. I mean, we we are a fallen people. We are fallen, a fallen um, human beings, and we're still yet waiting for the fullness of the restoration when Jesus Christ comes. And until He comes, He knows that there will be a lot of 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 these pains. He knows that there will be a lot of disappointment. That. You know, even children of God will disobey him and they will become naughty. But he has given, he has made a provision through Jesus Christ when he went to the cross. That it doesn't matter how bad and how painful it has been. But the grace of God is always there to restore us. It's to show, God is always there to show his love to love on us. And I think that is so important. If we can accept that, if we can believe that, then we can be healed. The enemy doesn't want us to believe that. The enemy wants us to believe that, you know what? Ye had no twakhamak. You know, you've, you've, done, you've done the worst mistake and there's no coming back from this one. 
Yes, definitely. There won't be any coming back from that one if you don't do the right thing. And what is the right thing? The right thing is to humble yourself, ask for forgiveness, and let God restore you and work your way from there. And 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 that's why I believe that, um, you know, God loves the divorced people. God loves the married people. God loves everyone. God does not condone sin. But when we have fallen into sin, God is gracious enough to, you know, to raise us up and to lift us up out of that place. Thank you. That is brilliant. It's hot. Yeah, I think it will. It warms my heart to understand yeah. that there is life after divorce. There is a in, in not a recipe, but there's a process of restoration that is yeah. God's heart for us. Amen. within the brokenness of this world to make something. And I, the, the verse also comes up, beauty from ashes. Come on. You know, because there's so many things that we Hallelujah. did wrong in divorces. And when God comes and he takes your heart and he restores that yeah. to prepare and to make whole that was broken, that gave rise to the divorce in the first place, God yeah. wants to heal us in totality. And that is the message that I really appreciate is that Hmm. God wants to make us whole again. And having the wound of a divorce is not something that should hinder us from walking into our destinies. When you said earlier on, there's a destiny on your life. There's a destiny on everyone's life. And not to allow something like a divorce to stop us from entering into the fullness of God's his his dreams for us. He's yeah. the calling and the yeah. purpose that he's placed on your heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad that there's a, a way to move forward out of divorce yeah. and the brokenness into healing because this is what these conversations are about. It's conversations Definitely. on healing and restoration. Definitely. Definitely. It reminds me of the story of Peter, um, a man that, you know, he 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 promised Jesus that he will never leave him. But at the most important critical time of Jesus, he denies him. And Jesus foresaw that, that he's going to do that. And you know what is beautiful about that is that when Jesus rose from the dead, the first person that he restores is Peter. And I mean, if you look at the, the scene that Peter actually did, is the most um, horrible sin. I mean, to deny God, <laughs> to say that he's not my God, he's not my Jesus, he's not my Savior. You know, I don't know that man. I mean, if you really think about what, what Peter did, um, it is it's, it's the worst of the worst. But here goes Jesus, and he goes, and he restores him, and he restores him in, in love. And that's how God does with us. And, and it brings a, a, a lot of questions, you know, then what happens um, after the divorce, you know, um, can one, you know, marry again and can one not marry again on all those, those theological um, questions that people struggle with, you know, and, and the church is, is even today struggling with that, you know, should you marry again? Should you not marry? And, and all those stuff. But I think what is important is, is the heart of God for somebody that has gone through a brokenness and how God restores us. And I think that is the most important, Milani. So the, the spiritual wound and and then you also have a personal wound where now is about, you know, the person, you know, the person that actually hurt you. Uh, because when divorce happens, um, there's always a culprit, you know. <laughs> and there's, there's the, the finger must actually point somewhere. You know, also that how do we how do we how do we deal with that personal wound? Where you you struggle with you struggle with the things that this person said, the things the things that this person did to you, you know, um, even for this person to to ask for for a divorce, um, the infidelity that might have happened in the divorce or whatever the reason, and I think that is the most difficult 
uh, pain and most difficult wound to to really deal with. And and that is probably what a lot of people, you know, um, they they actually lose it there because uh, that's where the enmity also builds up. I hate this person. That's where actually most of the dishonoring. You asked the last time, you know, how how do how can I how can I honor my 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 ex? How can I honor my my ex my ex wife or my ex husband or partner? Um, you know, when when you have that wound, uh, it becomes very very difficult to to go into the honoring. So first of all, what I have realized is that one needs to have one needs to heal from the from the wound before you can actually walk into into honoring, because when while people are bleeding and are hurt. It's difficult to to forgive, isn't it? It's difficult to to honor. It's difficult to say good things about each other. But the the big question always is when is the right time? Um, I don't believe that um, people just wake up and they feel that um, I'm I'm now healed. I believe in the process as much as. The, for the wound to be there, there is a process that gives birth to the wound. There is also a process that gives birth to to healing. Yeah, that is exciting stuff. <laughs> I think for most of us, especially with my temperament, I'm very. <laughs> when 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 is this going to happen now? So when yeah. is this process? How quickly can I get through it? Let me rush through it. You know. Yeah. Um, I want to go through steps and check, yeah. check, check. And I think yeah. that's the difference between task-oriented and people-oriented because Definitely. I think if, if I hear you right, you need to go through the process, but the process is such a big part of having the relationship with God. Yeah. And and yeah. and most people want to get out the other side, you know. I don't want to yeah. deal with the stuff. We just, yeah. you know, quick fixes. And I think that's what happens in society. Yeah. We want the quick fix things. So you're telling me about a process, Pastor John, Tell me the recipe. <laughs> so I think it's important that you share to the uh, yeah. the impatient ones like myself yeah. how to get your mind right to do the yeah. process according to God's will. Yeah. So please yeah. teach teach us today. Yeah, definitely. I think we need to teach each other. I'll also give my <laughs> wife uh, an opportunity. But um, like you said, I agree with you. I mean, um, the one we've got is the most easiest one, you know. Um, we can always go to God and tell him, you know, God, I'm sorry about this. Um, but is it easy to actually do that with somebody that, you know, maybe you, 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 you wronged or you feel that you have been wronged by that person is definitely not easy. Is it easy to forgive? Definitely not. Um, especially when that wound is still is still opening. And that's where uh, I believe um, for me, and again, if you are a believer, you, you've got a process. There's a way that God, the word of God guides us how to really walk into forgiveness. And and also remember, I I want to agree with with love when he says, mm. uh, go into God and ask for forgiveness. It's it's much easier than than um, going to a person yeah. to ask for for forgiveness or uh, for that person to to say so. Remember, uh, we've got. I I just remember that now that we've got. Uh, it's just between you and God. Yeah. And no one is going to come anywhere and tell you that God says this. Um, he said so and so yeah. because uh, you did uh, this and that. But with people, uh, like going to, to your ex-husband or wife to ask for forgiveness, remember, uh, with people, it's not... Uh, like we 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 are talking about something we went through. Yeah. Uh, with a person is different because it's no longer between you and that person. 
the two of you. It involves uh, the family, the friends, mm. the children. The, the, the children, the, there are many, many uh, um, um, souls that are involved in this. So w- whenever a, a person um, wants to take a decision, whether whether he, 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 he or she wants to listen to whatever you want to say after all this. Uh, they also think about other people. Like when you are head, mm. you know, you, 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 you have that particular person that you go or, or, or more than one mm. that you go and take your heart out to mm. them. Mm. And then when, when this thing happens, um, like they say, it takes two to tango mm. and, um, the, the good times or the heart, mm. uh, between two, uh, a, a married couple married people mm. it's it's not the same heart that other mm. uh, people that are now involved because mm. the other one had the other one mm. the, it, it's not it's not uh, the heart that those people have mm. so when when this particular person want to consider mm. uh mm. maybe the appointment or listen to whatever you 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 want to say Mm. They then think about these other people. And even if they can go and consult these people mm. that you know what, uh, so-and-so uh, called and uh, they want to meet with me mm. regarding this and this and that. Mm. Mm. The first thing those people are going to do is to jump and say, what? Mm. You're not going to do that. You're not going <laughs> to do that. So mm. it's 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 a difficult. I just mm. wanted to add on my husband that going to a person is mm. is the most um mm. uh, uh, challenging thing mm. than to 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 talk to God. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I there is actually a solution when you read the Bible, when you read the Word of God in Matthew. Um, Jesus actually says it's, it's almost like impossible. How can you say that Jesus? And in Matthew 5, 44, it says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You know, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And, and you know, somebody says, but how do I love? How can I love? How can I love my enemy? How can I love somebody who hurt me? How can I love somebody who embarrassed me? You know, how can I... How can I I love somebody or honor somebody who threw my life away? I mean, I spent 20 years or 15 years or 25 years in marriage, and this is what this this person has has done. First of all, I think we need to understand that um, forgiveness is more about you than the other person. Um, if we can accept that, that forgiveness is more about you being healed, being released from the hate, from that negative emotion and energy that this wound is bringing, then it's not about, it's not so much about the other person, it's actually about you. And if you, if you, if you don't forgive, it means that you walk in bitterness and the wound will never heal. And there are people who chose not to forgive um, and they still carry in the wound. I mean, it's after 20 years the divorce happened. But when these people speak, you can just hear the hurt is still there because they have made a decision that they will never, forgive. never forgive. And the thing is that they remain in bondage they remain in bondage because they refuse to 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 forgive and and what i've realized is one of the easiest way one of the easiest way or not the easiest way one of the most possible ways that we can actually forgive is when we start to do the word to pray for somebody that have hurt you. And of course, I, I think, you know, in the beginning, it's not easy. In the beginning, when the divorce happens, there is a period where you, you are shocked 
and you need to to go through the whole process of acknowledging your your feelings and you know um not trying to push everything aside and just go through the morning of that that process going through the morning process because i mean it's like losing somebody through death you need to mourn you need to cry you need to go through the emotions but when you're done with that you need to ask yourself now you know how am i going to live my life am i going to live my life as a bitter person how am i going to how am i going to build my life back and i found that when you start even before you can speak to the person even before you can you know you can you can have an interaction with the person i've i've realized that when you start to pray for somebody and at the beginning you you you, you it's very difficult also even to do it but at the beginning maybe you just say god i pray that you will you will you will take care of them and that will be enough and if you continue doing that and the next day you say a few words and i've realized that that brings healing in your heart mm-hmm. and you know why why that brings healing is because when you start to pray for your enemy or somebody that have hurt you especially through a divorce you are taking the issue from the the level of the flesh you putting it into the spirit and that's that's what the enemy doesn't want you to do the enemy wants you to fight at his own terms in his own terms in his own turf he wants you to stay in the flesh but when you pray you taking this issue from the flesh you put it in the spirit and you can do this with any kind of of broken relationship it really works you cannot continue to pray for somebody and not be connected spiritually and emotionally with that person it's total it's, it's impossible when you start to pray for that that particular person you don't feel the impact of your prayer it's like nothing is changing but as you continue to pray constantly for that person god start to deal with your heart because remember god is more interested to deal with your heart than the other person many 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 god uh, knew this and it it was a strategy for 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 him to make sure that we don't have enemies yeah people that we call enemies because Definitely. he knew the minute you start praying for your enemy then then you will be healed yeah. and then you will you will not say that person is your enemy anymore yeah. it becomes impossible that pe- you can't become an enemy with somebody you pray for <laughs> somebody you always listen to god god what are you saying about milani today mm. father i pray for for your grace for her and sometimes when you pray the holy spirit comes and say pray for 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 her children lord i pray for her children lord i pray for her work lord i pray for this and you continue to do it and that's why it's in the bible pray for your enemy yeah. it's not so that you can show that you are the most strong person who is able to pray for somebody he hates no that prayer is actually positioning your heart yeah. it puts your heart into a place where god can begin to heal you amen amen i love that i love that you know what came up for me now as you guys were talking is that we need to start understanding the principles sure. and operate in the principles and move out of emotions because we get amen. stuck in the emotions and Come we forget on. about the principles so Come this on. is actually all about principles of right standing the right yeah. position and posture before god principles like forgiveness yes. principles like yes. honor these yes. are principles that we've not yes. been taught we yes. do counseling on an emotional level we yeah. do law yeah. on a legal yeah. we do legal, not yes. honor principles and i Come think on. the principles have not been taught 
Come on. Because it's not about how you feel. I'm not ever mm. going to be in the mood to forgive. Yeah. I'm never going to so be true. in the mood where I think it's it true. was right. But if it's you so understand true. things like gravity, you yeah. need to understand if you walk off this roof, you're going to fall. Yeah. It's a principle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For so sure. do not go for close sure. to the edge. For sure. Without at for least an sure. uh, umbrella or a parachute. But it's to start understanding the principles. And I yeah. think I, my heart breaks because we have not been taught principles on the one hand and yeah. on the other hand, the principles are there in the Bible. But mm. it's like we've, it, it was so spiritual that we, we forgot how to apply it on a practical level. Definitely. Definitely. The disconnect between the theory and the practice, but these are yeah. all principles. And then yeah. you need to decide if you're going to be obedient or not. Yeah, yeah. And you're Definitely. also not going to feel like being obedient. Yeah, you're not going to feel like being. And that you're is actually, yeah, and that is the, that is exactly as you said, that is the trap for a lot of people. We always want to feel it before we can do it. And that's where, that's the problem with, with Thomas. You know, he's the guy who wanted to feel the hands of Jesus. He says, no, I don't believe. He wanted to feel it to touch it before he can believe it. And that is not the principle of the kingdom. That is not the principle of of the word of God. You believe it and then you can feel it. You don't feel it and then believe it, but you believe it and then you feel it. And when you honor the principles, I like what you said, Milan. When you start to honor the principles, then you, you are in a position to to begin to walk into an into a culture of honoring then you can be able to honor your partner or your ex because when you honor the principle of love and prayer and remember the love that we're talking about here it's not there it's not there it's not your you know it's not your filios kind of love <laughs> <laughs> it's not your eros kind of love. You know, it's not like that romantic love. It's not like now I'm going to have to, it is, it is, it is the agape love is the unconditional love of God is God choosing to love us. And when we walk into that agape love of God, where we choose to love, because when you pray for somebody, you choose when you pray, when you decide to pray for your enemy, you choose to love your enemy, isn't it? When you when you start to pray for them, you choose to love them. And how can you dishonor that the person that you are praying for every day? And that's where now honoring comes because if 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 I go into a habit of praying for my ex, then it means that I also eliminate any dishonoring from coming from my mouth. I will not dishonor him or her in front of my children. I will not even dishonor her or him with my new partner. I will not dishonor him or her in my heart. And then I begin to honor that person because I pray for them. But I need to be healed before and for me to be healed, I need to know what the word of God says about forgiveness. I need to know what the word of God says about honoring. I need to know what the word of God says about healing. You know, because I'm not going to be healed by, by, by just waiting on time. I know people who say, you know, time heals. But I know people who just got better. <laughs> they just learn how to manage the wound, you know. They've learned how to how to cover the wound and how to live with the wound of divorce or a broken relationship, but they haven't actually, you know, been healed. But if you really want that healing to take hold of your heart, you need to go back to the word of God. And you asked the question last time and you said, if we're dealing with people who are non-believers, you know, how do you deal with non-believers in terms of this? I mean, and 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 I, I I was thinking about this, and unfortunately, I don't have an easy answer. <laughs> the answer that I have is that you we have an obligation to lead them to God, because we cannot 
help them without God. If a person is non-believer, we need to help them to find God because that is an opportunity for us to say to them, listen, you've got this wound and I know who can actually heal you. I know a word that can heal you. And 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 and, I'm, and and I know that you know a lot of people would want us to. And that's why I said for me, uh, we're not professionals. We're not, you know, psychologists or you know professional counselors. We're just sharing the journey that God took us through. And the journey that God took us through is the journey of the cross. The healing comes from Him. You know, the honoring. The principle of honoring comes from him. And the the principle of forgiveness comes from him. He's the one who teaches us how to forgive. And he's saying here in the book of Matthew, if you really want to walk in that forgiveness, pray for your enemy. I mean, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. And and also by, by, by doing that, by praying for your enemy, it 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 also um, uh, says that you are now becoming intentional. Yeah. About the process of healing mm-hmm. of your heart mm-hmm. and you're, of you're taking everyone a step. that was involved. Yeah. In situation. You are taking a step. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's something that you cannot wait. Uh, as Love said, you cannot wait and say time heals mm-hmm. and then just step. Um, just sit and relax and mm. wait for mm. for the time to move because it can even take four years mm. and then you you will you will still feel the same if you mm. don't become intentional mm. of your healing of the healing of the partner mm. and the healing of the kids yeah that those are the the main people mm. that uh, were involved mm. especially where the children are involved because you you're gonna need to do the co-parenting and one of the Reasons why co-parenting is so difficult for a lot of couples who divorced Mm -hmm. is because they haven't actually dealt with the wound. And some of them, they say, you know what, let's do it for the sake of the children. And they hide the wound, they cover it. But I tell you, if that wound is still there, there's so many trickers, Mm -hmm. so many trickers that are going to trigger trigger uh, that wound. It's always going to come up. You can't cover it. But Mm -hmm. again, you can't just rush through it, Milani. Um, It it really takes time. But as you said, love, you need to be intentional about getting healed so that you can be in a position that you can facilitate healing for the other person. Because uh, I'm saying this because I remember mm. um, it's, it's for me, it's almost um, seven years. Mm. And by the time you, you mentioned the, mm. the, 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 the healing part, you mentioned the honoring. Mm. I was like, Whoa, mm. Whoa. <laughs> what? Mm. But, but do you, Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you are you listening to yourself? What are you saying? What are you yeah. saying? What are you expecting of mm. me? It's too much. It's too much. Mm. But uh I I, I I I I took a brief in mm. and out, and then the next morning, mm. and after two days, I came mm. back mm. because I give it a thought, mm. uh, and then I came back and then we discussed it. Yeah. That's why I'm saying. You, it's something that you need to be intentional. Mm. You cannot because mm. you, 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 you. Are you aware that even seven years was was? Yeah, yeah. It was still not enough. It was still not <laughs> enough to say, yeah. okay, now I'm ready. It, mm. It's something that you you won't say mm. after two years, after ten years, mm. but yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I think something that comes up for me as well now is to understand that the truth shall set you free Come on. and God's truth and spirit will mm. bring the healing. But mm. if we don't preach the truth, Come on. God cannot do his work. So I think mm. it's extremely important mm. that we mm. get the message out through God, but that his truth and his spirit 
is the yeah. only plan to heal. Mm. We can go mm. to the psychologists and I have a mm. lot of respect for them and counselors yes, and no, therapists. Definitely. Definitely. But complete restoration, complete wholeness, that shalom mm. wholeness is yeah. only possible through yeah. and by the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the love of the Father. So I think so, until we really get the message of mm. his truth out there, people will still be in bondage. And we cannot so, preach half a gospel or yeah. half a truth or undiluted. Mm. It needs yeah. to be the full-blown price of the blood of Jesus Christ that sure. needs to start doing restoration work in people's mm. lives. We mm. can we can try to give superficial answers here yeah. and to yeah. say, you know what, if you don't believe, mm. do mm. step A, B, and C. Mm. But yeah. the yeah. ultimate whole healing mm. is only through Jesus, mm. who is the way, the truth, and the life. And I think that truth issue for me stood out today. The truth sure. of his principles yeah. will yeah. open the door and will open the processes up. But yeah. we need to step into that mm. by entering into the conversation mm. with God firstly, I think. Mm. Mm. And by faith. It's the journey yes. of faith. The Bible says we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. I can I can just tell you that I think a lot of people don't have the faith anymore, but yeah. they will come to God out of desperateness. Because yes. for how long so, do you want to be held captive by your divorce? Yeah. So true. Do you, can you have so another true. seven years? Do you have another 20 years to hold the grudge? Mm. Do you mm. have time? So I think in mm. this age and time, people yeah. are desperate enough for freedom. Hopefully mm. they will become even more desperate mm. for freedom and for restoration, mm. that mm. they will come in a step of obedience, even mm. if they don't feel the faith, yeah. to come and say, yeah. Lord, yeah. I trust you. I'll, I'm bringing yeah. it to you. Although yeah. I don't know how it's going to work, although yeah. I might not have, yeah. I might have that mustard seed of faith, yeah, but I, I'm entering into my relationship with you. So it's that yeah. step, that mm. step into obedience mm. for asking mm. God for His principles to start mm. applying, because there's mm. a principle of blood that will mm. apply. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it was such yeah. a good session. Thank you Amen. very much, really, for sharing for yeah. your hearts, for the knowledge, for speaking mm. the truth, and for mm. speaking it in love without mm. condemnation and without judgment. Yeah. So thank you yeah. very, very much. I just want to say that I've also got Pastor Benson here, and he's a, he's a man that is a mentor of mine here in Mossel Bay. And when yes, he preaches yes. on Sundays, he yeah. always says, come mm. on, guys, you need to know the word of God. Amen. You need to know the word. You cannot look <laughs> at me as a pastor to give yeah. him, but we need to start learning God's word again. So God's true. word must so become true. alive again. And people mm, must stand mm. on the truth of his word. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Benson, for the wonderful work that you are doing in this precious, precious woman of God. So we really thank God for, for men like that. But that, that that's so true, Milana. Thank you so much also for your time and also for Freak. Um, in the background, Freak also has got a, a very big heart for for for, for this topic. And uh, hopefully that he can join us uh, next time. But I also discussed with with Frick, um, I mean, with you about you know the process and what we want mm. to do. But yes, definitely, I think there's a lot of brokenness out there, and um, we need to come in and we need to be good Samaritans. And sometimes, for you to be a good Samaritans, you have to have the experience that God has given us, so that you can also know what other people need yeah. because you've you've gone through it and God has actually taught you and that's why we are so passionate about this as well because we know how broken um you know divorce and and devastation that it can put the whole family into and we're so grateful to God uh we're ministering with our with all of our children we've got six children as I said before and all of them are part of the healing ministry that we are doing wherever God gives us an opportunity to do that. We are really a living testimony, especially if we look at our children. We, we can't stop to thank God for the work that he has done and to really bring them together. And um, it's such a privilege. But thank you so much, Milani.
Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I just want to end off with a, a, a quick prayer and just want to say thank Amen. you. Good luck for your week. And until we meet again, may God just bless you. Amen. Thank you, Father God, that we can just close the session to know that you are the Alpha and the Omega and you know the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And thank you that your word will not go without being fruitful. Thank you that what yes, you Lord. speak in your heart will mm -hmm. reach the people that need to hear your truth. Thank Father, you. may you work in the hearts of people to to build an intimate relationship with you, Father. Thank may you, you touch Jesus. them in the inner parts of their souls and spirits, in the quiet times, in the middle of the night, when they are desperate and when they are hungry for you. Father, may you just touch the hearts of people and may you personally teach them what you want them to know about your love for us, about relationships and restoration. Thank you for everyone that gives us their time and their talents and their journeys and their experience. May we um, just pray, Father, that you will honor their honesty and their humble hearts in, in being so open and authentic. And may you bless the time and the fruits of their hand. We honor you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Have Good a guys. wonderful week. Next time. And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord be with you. And see you soon.